Hey guys, Nick Stevens here. Wanted to go ahead and apologize for the echo you'll be hearing behind Aaron and Landon's voice. Not sure exactly what happened. We think it's a Skype call, but we will make sure that doesn't happen next time. So uh, to make up for that, here's an extra joke for you guys about basketball. Why is the basketball arena hot after the game? Because all the fans have left. Ha <laughs> ha. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 41 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am one of the hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron! Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Aaron? And uh, we got another returning guest. I think he's going to be a permanent part of the show if uh, if he'll... Oh! Yeah, if, if he'll actually uh, accept that invitation. Who's there with us? Um, it's Landon from the Retro Junkie Super Show. Hey, everybody! Yeah, Landon. Awesome. Hey! Yeah, we, we talked about this episode for a while. We're going to be covering NBA Live 95, but we, we had a little change of plans. We decided to cover Contra, which I hope you all enjoyed that last episode. Um, we were in kind of rare form. Um, <laughs> and my, my voice was a little rough. I was kind of under the weather a little bit, and you know, Aaron was just going crazy, so I don't know. It was, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know what that well, – I don't know what happened there, but I, I had this weird Tennessee accent going on. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we were talking, got- talking hot dogs and dad jokes. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> You guys got in the cheer wine again, didn't you? The cheer wine, yeah. That's right. I love that cheer wine you gave me. That was great. You know, I found out today that they have, like, different flavors here now. They have, like, uh, lemon lime and cheer wine and cranberry and cheer wine now. Ooh, man, that's, that's awesome. I miss those, uh, like, those fruity flavored sodas when I was a kid. <laughs> like the kiwi limes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that, but... Yeah, it's crazy. We didn't actually get to talk about, I think, over on the Super Show, we had like a bad recording where we talked about us actually meeting up at the Comic-Con in in Kentucky. Uh, And and then, of course, last episode where there was, I I think um, there was an attempt at talking about it, but I don't, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I blame Rob for that episode, the bad recording on that. How did you? Yeah. It's just all flame rob, you know. Seems, seems fair. <laughs> he also said to tell you guys hi. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> hey. Oh, I wonder if I should keep him on the website. You think You think that's appropriate to take him off by now? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like, that's an awkward question, Nick. Don't ask that here. <laughs> you can be one of our legacy members. Legacy. There you go. <laughs> the legend section. That's right. <laughs> Founding father of the gyms. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Awesome. So, is this where I usually talk about hot dogs? I actually do have a story about hot dogs. Since you asked, you me, do. Since you asked me, you know? <laughs> got a new uh, gas grill for my birthday and bought a bunch of fresh hot dogs from a local butcher and ate a lot of them. So, the end. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, how many pounds did oh, you gosh. did you gain? It was like a hundred. <laughs> oh, I thought you asked me how many pounds of hot dogs I had. Oh, okay. There was like a hundred some hot dogs in that box. It was good. It was good. Wow. Bought bought some fresh hot dog sauce from the guy. Even said hot dog sauce on the window. So, oh nice, chili with no beans. But so it wasn't just you that made it up. <laughs> no, not just. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. 
I'll say everybody out there is making it up then. <laughs> not just me. Not just me. Right. See, that was good. But yeah. Yeah, if you'd like to connect with us, let's see if I can nail this. I, I did pretty good last time. I even bragged about it uh, in my Michael Kelso voice. But uh, <laughs> if, you, if you want to connect with us, check out our website at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Gems. Send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Hey, something new we're on. We're on Google Play. I don't really know what that means, hey, hey. but we're there. Yeah. I, hey. I uh, you know, hit Control C. Hey, and it goes to Google. I think there's a podcast app now, so. Yeah, so I, you know, I controlled C the uh, RS feed, or RSS feed, and I control V'd it into the little field and hit enter, and we were there, so that was pretty easy. <laughs> and uh, we also are part of the Retro Junkies Network, and you can check out that website at theretrojunkies.com. So yeah, we can just go right into the next segment. This is what we call the Sega Snippets. Test one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. So guys, have you been up to, it's been kind of a, a long layoff here, um, Probably got a, a good bit of time to play some Sega stuff. But have you guys been up to anything Sega recently? Sega recently? Oh man, I'm trying to think. Uh, I I've been playing some like a few games on on the Sega Genesis, just an emulation um, on my PS3. Um, and then uh, of course NBA Live '95. Played a little bit of that game with my son. Um, just a little bit of Sonic 2. Uh, nothing too crazy. Oh, championship program because yeah. the dudes, you know, they they were two dudes in a nest were just talking about uh, RC programs. So I've been playing a bit of championship program, which is pretty much a direct port. The only thing they changed was the uh, the letters. Yeah, so instead of spelling Nintendo, yeah, it's championship. You couldn't spell Sega because obviously that would be too short. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's not a bad port. I kind of wish that they would have ported the second game which is actually even better um and has a really cool two-player mode i wish they would have had a port of that to the, the genesis also but uh you know beggars can't be choosers so that's right yeah, ah, the other uh that, yeah. game, that game is awesome though I, I recently got it from uh, ross beck he sold me a few games for a uh, real good price and I, I, I play that quite often when i get a chance so it's a great game oh that's awesome yeah. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, about Sega, uh, I was just talking to someone about this. Uh, did you know that, did and I think it was that? Ross, that, did you know, I think Ross Beck actually brought it up, <laughs> but uh, over on Steam, yeah. Sega is introducing a new platform where um, you can take their their games, Sega Genesis games, and you can actually hack them, and they're legal, and you can hack the the ROMs and release them on Steam Workshop, okay. and uh, people can check out your works. So if you're savvy at that sort of thing, um, maybe not the average listener, but uh, you know some of our more tech savvy uh, friends out there, you know, you want to make a Sonic hack or or something something like that, or if you want to update the. Uh, I don't know if there's any sports games on there. I don't think so. But it's like if, if, if you wanted to update the stats on a sports game and release it on there, that would be pretty cool. Now, this this, this is the same thing as the uh, 
I know they they have this new like layout where it looks like you're in like a kid's bedroom and you can actually yeah yeah so yeah it's it's the same thing okay cool and that it's, comes it's that related comes, to that that comes out on April 28th which is tomorrow the day we're recording the oh. podcast so yeah April 28th so by the time Perfect. you by the time you listeners hear this it's probably already out so. and and what makes it so significant is that um, you know these major publishers and developers uh, like Sega usually take a pretty negative stance on emulation uh, and, and so it's nice to see someone like sega who used to be a huge player in the hardware and software field of course uh kind of saying hey we want you to take our games and if you know if you want to tinker with them that's okay because it, it's for a long time it's been, it's been kind of a gray area uh and it's nice to have some sort of official word on it from somebody you know instead of just like Nintendo, you know, or someone being like, oh, you stole our IP or you're doing something that we don't like, so we're going to shut you down. Like, you know, you see that sort of thing. Because, um, you know, that does happen where, like, Sega shut down that, that Streets of Rage fan game. Um, you know, it, it wasn't emulation. It was more like people were using their IP and they didn't like that so much. Uh, but it's cool to see something like this where it's like, you know, it's fans wanting to do new things with uh, the content that's already out there. It's just like the modding community. It's just like people do it because they love your game. Yeah, and, and yeah. sometimes they want to, you know, make it better. Like if someone could, um, I mean, there's certain Sega Genesis games where it's like I think if they could change one or two things, you'd have a great game. Or you know, they change the soundtrack and it sounds less like a cat dying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I also believe if you are had already bought any of the uh, Genesis Classic games on Steam, it kind of just uh, oh, it rolls over. Yeah, that's what I was reading the other day. Sweet. So that'll be kind of cool. Ooh. I know, like you know, I think I have Comic Zone and some other cool games out there on Steam. So it'd be kind of cool, but yeah, I was I was looking at some hacks yesterday, and I, I'm real interested in this uh, Streets of Rage two with the Ninja Turtles uh, in the game. Oh yeah, that that, that looked awesome. I want to try that. Game. That that sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't beat them because those are you know two of the best beat 'em ups, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Landon, you've been up to anything? Um, I've not really been to too much. I've, I've been playing the Sonic collection on playstation 3 the sega genesis sonic collection and i've really been hooked on game ground here lately you know that's a fun game and uh it was great in the arcade it's great on the sega genesis as well Mm -hmm. it was one of those cool renovation titles i don't know why i always (laughs) always like when i see a renovation like cartridge out in the wild i'm like ooh, i have to get that i like those renovation games (laughs) like final zone that's one of my one of my favorite games on the genesis is final zone that's a mech game, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an asymmetric mech game. I, you know, I haven't really played much of that one, but I remember it looks looks pretty good, and it's a fun game. It's pretty cool. Like you have like ten or fifteen different weapons you can switch to, like on the fly, just by hitting the start button and going through a menu. But the thing is, like, the more damage you take, the less of those weapons you have, because apparently they get like shot or broke off the the mech. So it's it's a pretty neat system. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Game Ground and uh, Fatal Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, Fatal oh, wow. Labyrinth, man. I love that game. That's a fun little dungeon It's not game. everybody's like cup of tea, but, uh, you know, it's it's a roguelike. Uh, it was probably one of the first, if not the first, games on a console where they try to use that type of gameplay. 
mm-hmm. uh, especially from the Japanese developer. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely hope we cover that game on a future episode. Oh yeah, it's a good one too, and it's so I like the random dungeons too. Like <laughs> it's never the same game every time you play it; it's always different. Yeah. Did, what, what, oh yeah. Is that one of the first games that did that? I'm sure there was something else, but. Well, so I, I was speaking of, of roguelikes, and so um, Rogue was a game that was developed shoot on like unix way back in like 81 or 82 so there was definitely um a niche uh in very i would just say lesser known games or games that were 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 free that you would play on a computer usually um that were all like ascii based and you know they had no sound no music but they were these dungeon crawlers um, and, you know, you had things like permanent death and you had, um, item discovery and you had these randomized dungeons. And then it wasn't until Fatal Labyrinth, I believe, where this whole concept kind of, um, came over to the, the console market. Um, and then it wasn't until Diablo until it really got popularized and people were like, yeah. wow, you know, maybe they're onto something here. Um, and then, you know, in Japan, you, you had stuff like the uh, the Mysterious Dungeon series, which kind of continues on to this day. So, it, and then nowadays you have things like Spelunky and you've got Rogue Legacy and, and like every other game now has some sort of rogue-like element yeah. where it's that, that randomized stuff you, to it. You hear that term lo- rogue-like a lot lately. Like I've been hearing it a, yeah, a lot about it's games. it's a yeah. huge buzzword now. Yeah. Which, you know, it's funny, we were, you know, Landon and I have actually been playing Diablo in preparation for the next Retro Junkie Super Show, and I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder what the first game was that did this. So that's it, cool. that, that game, Diablo, uh, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but I, I believe uh, Diablo was based on concepts from this game called Moria, which is like a Lord of the Rings-style roguelike, basically. Um, and so some of the concepts that they brought over were kind of... Uh, influence from that game and, and of course net hack and rogue and that sort of thing Dunhack, yeah well, that's cool <laughs> so uh anything else land is that pretty much I, that's pretty much it that's that's consumed all of my free time here lately <laughs> yeah i understand well uh for me i haven't really been playing much uh as you guys know i recently moved we uh um, put our house on the market and we're uh, downgrading for a little bit so we can save some money and you know possibly build a house so i'm like my my recording space right now is in a little corner of my kitchen <laughs> right beside my fridge <laughs> so it's kind of funny but all my genesis stuff is uh, boxed up i'm eventually going to hook it up but uh, yeah. I know, most of my retro games are in boxes it's very very sad because i have finally moved into a house i can do a man cave in but uh it's all right. You know, it's all good. But um, I did want to give a big shout out to uh, the No Swear Gamer. He finally covered Chester Cheetah Too Cool to Fool uh, <laughs> per our recommendation. So uh, go to YouTube, type in the No Swear Gamer. I couldn't find his direct link. Um, and and find out if he agreed with me or Rob on that one. You know, I, I think Rob said it was good or a gem. I can't really remember. I kind of ignored him through that. But um, I, <laughs> I thought it was garbage. So you can go on there and see what Phil thought. I'm, I'm so glad he finally accepted our challenge. And then he followed it up with... Uh, playing double dragon on the genesis so he had a couple genesis games there back to back so yeah give, give the no swear gamer a uh a, a, you know, a watch i guess you would say a view and i'll put his link in our uh, show notes as well but yeah i, I watched that and love that and um, you know other, other than nba live 95 i really haven't been doing much sega related so but i i was actually going to share that same story aaron shared but he stole it from me so thanks <laughs> no. it's nailed it, it's nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Which is like, it actually came from the that Snellita thing came from the Chester Cheetah episode, didn't it? It, it, it definitely did. That's where it all <laughs> originated. I can still remember Circle that. Of life, my friend. I can still remember that bass line to the music. It's a good little tune. It's the only thing good about that game. But anyways, all right. Well, this next segment I'm excited about. I almost forgot to do this, Aaron. We were going to record the other night, and I'm kind of glad we didn't because I forgot to ask the question. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. How you like that? Ask Aaron. <laughs> Ask Aaron. You get Carla Pena. You got to fill in for Josh. He's not here to do it. <laughs> oh, I know. There were some good questions All right. this time. Real good questions. There were. And, like, I feel bad that, um, it, you know, I guess I was kind of under the weather the last time you guys asked these questions because I, I, I'm not sure that I answered to the best of my ability uh, when we covered Contra Hardcores. So, uh... <laughs> What can you do, right? Uh, some of those, but some of those were, people were, were happy to ask. Yeah, people, yeah. Thankfully, people were nice enough to ask me more questions, and uh, we'll we'll kind of go from there. So, Cleba uh, the Great, uh, my buddy. Hope he doesn't mind me saying his real name, Jesse. Uh, my buddy Jesse. What's better, Nintendo or Sega? Well, I'm on a Sega podcast, so I'm going to say Sega. Um, <laughs> Always answer Sega if someone asks you that question. That's right. But no, um, if if you want a more thoughtful answer, um, when I was a kid, I didn't really take sides. Believe it or not, we had a Super Nintendo, we had a Sega Genesis game, uh, Sega Genesis, and what I found was that there were certain types of games that I really liked on the Sega Genesis, and there were certain types of games I really liked on the Super Nintendo. And so when it came to a game like a, like sports games, I usually liked them more on the Sega Genesis because they seemed to run faster. And um, they're, I guess the having less colors, it sometimes just seemed like a, with the Super Nintendo, like it was more colorful, but it was slower. But uh, as, as far as like what's better, Nintendo or Sega? Like nowadays, it really it really doesn't matter because well, Nintendo still makes consoles and Sega doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Sega makes games for everybody. Uh, if we're going for track record at the moment, Nintendo is on top. Yeah. yeah. I, Nostalgia I, wise, it's yeah. it's tough. I guess the real question is who makes better games, Atlas or Nintendo? I mean, Sega Atlas. <laughs> Atlas has a much better track record than Sega yeah. in the past five ten years i mean sega has a few games that that they really do well with which is like the yakuza series but try and name me like another game besides maybe like uh their sonic racing game aliens Uh, alien games out there not too bad yeah they publish those right so like not not colonial marines but uh the gearbox one but i think there was another one that came out after that that i've got i forget what that one's called uh, but, but that one's actually pretty good. But um, let, let's move on here. Uh, Daniel Tallin, who's kind of new to our group, yeah. and, uh, I've kind of become friends with him a bit. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's real active. He, he says, uh, why was the Genesis such a popular system for computer ports? And I think it had to do with uh, the processor inside being similar to what you would find on, say, the Amiga. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. It was like a Motorola processor. 
uh, that you'd find in a lot of the microcomputers around that time. And I think the the programming language was was similar. Um, I can't give you the most in-depth answer on that, but I, I think that's why you saw a lot of um, like Amiga ports of games. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so Blake asks, which My Little Pony is your favorite? Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Fluttershy. <laughs> Moving on. Ooh, uh, nice. <laughs> so, you know what? This is Daniel's first time asking these questions, so he's really excited. So I'm going to let him. You can ask multiple questions, <laughs> uh, and I'll try and answer them. Um, but in the future, I will probably just pick one. Uh, but Daniel asks, what exactly is the secret of Shinobi? Shadow Dancer didn't provide you with answers. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you find out the secret of Shinobi, then you're already dead. Because he's just that awesome. Good answer. Like if you it. learn his secret, you're, you're, you're gone. Uh, and, and so another, another question here uh, from Daniel. He said, what is Doom's problem? And he was talking about the 32X port because for some reason... Um, when Doom came out on 32X, you know how on the the label spine it has a, a 32X? Well, it's flipped the wrong way from every other game. Um, every other game that came out had the 32X lo- logo going the same way as uh, the logo of the game. And for some reason, uh, Doom didn't. So, you know, I, I don't know. They just want to be unique, be different. Uh and so Matt Daly asks, what happened last episode? Your answers were really lame. <laughs> well, Matt, you know, sometimes when you're under the weather, you, you take uh, recreational drugs. Uh, it tends to happen. <laughs> lame sauce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. I think, the answer, I think you answered one of his questions with, uh, listen to one of the previous episodes because that question was already asked or something. <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny i, I laughed pretty good that, that was great that was i think that was great <laughs> i do say so myself yeah 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 uh so yeah so so brian bowen asked what's your favorite retro console uh besides genesis of course <laughs> oh man the, me- the mega drive Another... yeah the mega drive <laughs> <laughs> the pico the pico uh yeah. <laughs> the sega pico uh, no, I, I would go with the, and I've talked about this before, but before I had a Sega Genesis, I had an NES. So I would definitely say the NES was a great love of mine, uh, definitely before the Sega Genesis rolled around, and, and still to this day. Uh, and you know, there, we didn't mention this really yet, but uh, if you listen to two dudes in a nest talking about um, Super C... You might hear some familiar voices, just saying. Yeah, uh, go check it out. And, and moving on. <laughs> uh, so, Jesse, Club of the Great, asked, he said, one more, what are your thoughts on Sega TV? I think he meant the Sega channel. I know it was ahead of its time, but can you talk a little bit of the history uh, from what you needed to connect your console, maybe what the price was, uh, and why you didn't think it lasts longer than it did. Uh, so this is a Sega channel. This was a service offered through Time Warner Cable, I believe. Um, and basically you would... What? I think you would rent this uh, this modem, basically, that would hook into your, your system. 
Um, and then you would pay a, a monthly fee. I don't remember the exact figures, but I know I had a few friends that had one. I went to a neighbor's house and they had it because I had this neighbor kid. Uh, his dad worked for the cable company, so he got everything free. So he had the Sega channel and all the games. So he didn't have to worry about it. Uh, but I, I think... I, I do think it was ahead of its time and you got to kind of demo games that um, didn't actually come out here and play them like uh, Golden Axe 3, Mega Man Wily Wars. Um, I think even uh, this game called Nightmare Circus. There were a few that weren't actually released in proper physical form. Um, so I, I think why it died was uh, I think the idea was it was just not the right time um now everything is streaming and and that idea would kind of fly now but um the price the price point just wasn't there now you 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 pay 10 bucks a month and uh you've got a netflix subscription Uh, back then i think the, the the cost was just greater um if i recall i i don't remember the exact figure but it's just like when you tried to use the X-Band modem and play against a friend. You had to pay some huge fee for your your modem um, for you know for, to to play against somebody uh, with the you know 56k or however much it was. Uh, that stuff costs money, um, and, and those those costs have have definitely gone down now. But that's just how it was in the early 90s. Uh, and people have tried to do things like similar to what Sega was doing. I think someone had even done it back in the, when the television came out. There was a service similar to the Sega Channel, where you could download games. Um, in, in, in it's that technology is older than you think. Uh, over in the UK, they've been doing that for much longer. Uh, so, Gabe asks, "Have you ever created any homemade Sega stuff?" Um, in shop class, I made some Sonic shirts. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, homemade Sega stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you count music, I make homemade Sega music all the time. Um, as far as like fan art and stuff, well, like I showed some uh, pictures to my. Uh, well, I showed some pictures on the group. Um, my daughter just drew something, so. You know, I, I just say, I just let my kids go to town, and I don't tell them to draw Sega stuff, guys. They just do it on their own, and they, they love Sonic, and uh, my daughter, you know, she, she wrote up, um, she, she called it Sonic 13. She's like, I want Sega to release Sonic 13, and she drew a picture of, like, Sonic and Tails and Knuckles, uh, and she even had the loop-de-loop and the checkered, uh, you know, brown and tan ground and everything it was great uh but yeah yeah as a kid i i don't think i really made too much homemade stuff i don't even remember drawing sonic i don't know about you guys yeah speak speaking of your music and i don't think we've ever done this before but i'm gonna take a break here on the podcast yeah. and we're gonna stick in that song cora you wrote because it's fantastic yeah it like to, to me it's like mm-hmm. a it's almost like a streets of rage almost kind of sound to it right very uh I don't know, club kind of dance feel. And it's yeah, kind of it's definitely sweet, got a, a sweet beat. Sweet bass line. I'm actually going to put that in now. We always give your links out, Aaron, but I feel like it, this song needs the attention. So if we can get some uh, listeners to check it out, I'll, I'll put it in now, and I'll also put some links to it. So you guys enjoy Cora by Mr. Aaron Hickman. 
and welcome back. I guess I can just say welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, so real quick. Man, if I haven't talked enough about myself yet. Uh, yeah, so no, I, I wrote that for uh, an FM competition, and uh, it actually placed pretty well. I think I got like third or fourth place, um, and, I, and it ended up on this uh, this album that you can grab on Bandcamp. Um but why don't we go ahead and move on? I'll try and get through these quickly because time is a wasted. Uh, let's see. Daniel Tala. He, he's back again. Uh, I, I told him I'd answer all of his questions. Why do I like Wolf Child so much? I don't know, Daniel. I think it's the soundtrack and the presentation because the gameplay, even as a kid, I didn't think the gameplay was all that. Um, but great presentation, great music, all that good stuff. Um, and every version of that game is different for some reason. Um, I don't know why. Maybe we'll cover that game at some point, but, you know, like, there's a Sega Genesis version, uh, Sega CD, Game Gear, Master System, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, like, every freaking thing. <laughs> um, Amiga, yeah, that thing was just everywhere. It was like Prince of Persia, where it was like, well, just release it on a calculator, you know, just put it on everything. Um... <laughs> So, let's see. He also asked, I know this one, but for everybody else who may not know, how does the power base converter work? Oh, okay. Well, the power base converter uh, was basically an add-on that Sega put out that allowed you to play Master System games on your Sega Genesis, Mega Drive, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it, the sound chip was already inside the Sega Genesis, so it just kind of it didn't need that chip. Um, it just had to act as a pass-through that you would, this big giant device you would place on top of your Sega Model 1 usually, because the only way the power base converter works on the Model 2 is if you kind of um, tear off a strip of the, the back of it. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, we'll move on here. Um, Let's see. Brian Voss asked me what my favorite Gilmore girl is. Uh, Glory. I don't have a... Yeah. <laughs> is that a there question? you go. Is that a question? Is it a question? <laughs> that show coming back. It is. What does that have to do with Genesis? It oh, is. come on. <laughs> uh, so I'll let you answer that question because you know it a little better than I do. I don't think I ever really watched that show much oh, except for great. in syndication. Just a few times. It's good. Just when I need a, a good cry. Um, <laughs> so Jim Jones asks, which has the better name, Mega Drive or Genesis? Pers personally, I prefer Mega Drive, but I'm biased. Uh, so Jim, I really like the name Mega Drive and Mega CD and Mega Power, Super Power, Mega Power. You know, like I, I really <laughs> like that. Um, that said, there's something so powerful about Genesis. Besides the biblical connotations of it being the, you know, it's the first book in the Bible um, and having something to do with Moses, I, you know, it, it's the beginning. Like, for especially in North America, for a lot of us kids, well, back when we were kids, like, that was our first Sega system because the Master System had been around, but Nintendo was so much more prevalent um, that when the Sega Genesis came out, it was just, it felt revolutionary. Um, and so I think I'm biased towards the Sega Genesis because of that fact and the way Sega marketed it. 
Um, as you know, it was kind of like a reintroduction to Sega. Like everything you knew about Sega before, just throw it out the window because, you know, this is high definition graphics. This is you know la di da di da, so on and so forth. Um, what what about you guys? I mean, obviously we're we're all kind of biased here. You guys uh, prefer Mega Drive or Sega Genesis? Ooh. I think I'm gonna go with Mega Drive as well. I like the way it sounds. I just I don't know the the Mega Drive now. The, like you said, the Genesis that is a good name because that was the start of the 16-bit revolution in America. And you know, Sega's like, hey, when you when you think 16-bit, think the Genesis because we started it. So, but I don't know. I, I kind of prefer Mega Drive. Yeah, but I've always wondered like. When you think of drive, I think of like a disk drive. See, I've I always wondered, yeah, what what they had in mind when they when they just said drive. Because like any time I've ever heard drive, it was to describe a a disk drive or a CD-ROM drive. Mm-hmm. So ah, I don't know. It's Nick kind of, is uh, going to remain silent. He wants no, to remain neutral. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, you know, kind of like with the Nintendo, I never really called the. Sega Genesis, the Genesis. It was always just the Sega. I'm gonna go play the Sega. Yeah. It's just a Sega. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna play Sega. Yeah, so I never, I don't really have a preference. Play some, uh, play some of your tapes. Play some of my tapes. <laughs> Sega, yeah. <laughs> your Sega tapes. No, like, did you guys know people that would call them like Nintendo tapes and Sega yep. tapes? Yeah, my, my my dad did, but uh, but you can, you know, you can fit the cartridges into one of those tape uh, tape holders, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> about the same size as a cassette tape, but. Yeah, it was always just the Sega at my house or the Nintendo. Even when we got the Super Nintendo, it was just the Nintendo. It's like we never yeah. we never changed. <laughs> yeah, well there there you go. <laughs> uh, so let me see here. Uh, Trevor Franklin asks, "What are your top three must-have affordable Genesis games besides the super popular obvious ones, aka Sonic?" Um, I'm trying to think about this. Um, Shoot, this was a great question. Um, man, some of the games that are coming to mind are like, these are expensive. But if if you can find, uh, of course, Starflight, I think you can get that for a pretty good deal. Um, even Fancy Star 2 isn't that expensive. Um, some of the more actiony titles like i like the turkin games even though they're not the greatest ports and those can be had for for dirt cheap turkin and universal soldier um but he said top three jeez that that's hard man i i did not really i i read this question but i didn't really like mentally prepare for it as i'm sitting here staring at my copy of uh you, you can't go wrong with Global Gladiators or with uh, Aladdin. Those can yeah. both be had for very cheap, um, and they're, they're definitely uh, fun, affordable games. Uh, and then, of course, like any EA game out there, well, most EA games are very affordable, especially if it's a sports title like NBA Live 95 can oh, be had yeah. for dirt cheap. <laughs> So and it seems like a majority, not a majority necessarily, but we've covered a lot of EA games on this show. And I think it's just because EA, more than any other company besides Sega, put out a ton of games on the Sega Genesis. And they like buying cat, cat noises. Crazy. Motorcycle games, dying cat noises. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you got a free cat with every purchase. <laughs> I didn't hear any dying cats in NBA Live. We can get into that later. No, not, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see here. Uh, 
uh, almost done here. So Daniel asks another question. Man, he's 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 over eager this time. I like it. Somebody told me that Nintendo is what Genesis isn't. Was it wrong? He said, "Was it wrong of me to push them out of a moving vehicle?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it just depends on where you live if that's illegal or not. I don't know. <laughs> Pets. Uh, question. <laughs> so Nick DeMarco, our good buddy Nick, asks, and it's funny, he just uh, sent me a message on Skype. Uh, judging by your gang sign in this photo, uh, <laughs> I can explain the photo. Uh, the itsy bitsy spider went at the water spot, but tell me, is the rest of the poor sucker's fate confirmed or just rumored through TMZ? Uh, so let me just explain what's going on in this picture. Um, I'm doing the stone cutters symbol. Uh, and, and so it was something that came up on Retro Obscura. And, and basically, when I was a kid, a group of friends and I, we had our own little group called the Stonecutters because we lived by um, like a, uh, what you would call it, a stone quarry. Um, so we lived right near a stone quarry. So, of course, you know, just being unoriginal, we're just like, oh, we'll be the Stonecutters. And so we like to go um, explore tunnels and, and uh, kind of sneak out, sneak onto golf courses and stuff. And so it just kind of stuck. And I brought it up on Retro Obscura and it became a thing. And so um, I, I made that stone cutter symbol. Anyway. I thought it was a symbol for Sega. I thought they just, that S was for Sega. You know what? <laughs> that's perfect because that could be Sega also. <laughs> okay. <Sega>. So uh, <laughs> Eric, uh, yeah, and don't don't notice i hope you guys didn't notice that i was actually wearing a mario t-shirt just Ooh. don't look i'll edit that, uh, I'll edit that out <laughs> okay good kidding kidding there should be a there should be a shirt out there where it's just like all sonic sprites that would be great <laughs> so eric uh, gerbeck asked i was wondering what your thoughts were on the snes port of street fighter 2 versus the championship edition on the genesis um, most people seem to think Genesis port is not very good recently playing it made me change my long-held opinion on the matter um, so what you really have to do is think that the, the Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo, um, was a pretty basic port, um, and they, uh, so what you really have to do is compare Championship Edition to Street Fighter 2 Turbo on Super Nintendo, so I don't know if, if you're trying to compare those two, uh, so the, the, the problem with the Genesis version versus the Super Nintendo version, of course, is... If you're not using a six-button controller, uh, then playing the game can be a pain because yeah. you you're either you've got three punches or three kicks, and you have to use the start button to select between them. So that's one thing. The other thing is um, the sound is actually pretty good, except for the samples, uh, and, and so the samples are very scratchy. And then the final thing is probably, uh, because the speed of the game is actually pretty good, uh, the, the final problem with the Genesis version is probably the color palette. You had less colors on the Genesis. So, I mean, that that's probably the sticking points for people, um, other than, you know, if they're just super biased towards the Super Nintendo. But, like, I always preferred using the six-button Sega Genesis controller to the Super Nintendo one because I didn't like pulling off special moves uh, using the L and R buttons on the Super Nintendo. Like, I always had to remap my controller. Yeah, exactly. I did too. Or I'd get really frustrated with it. And it wasn't until I played games like Mortal Kombat and I think, like, Killer Instinct, where it wasn't as much of a problem because you just use those buttons to block. Um, but it was a major deal in Street Fighter. 
so final question, Gabe asked, Gabe Banglider, uh, the Sega one was good, but my favorite will always be the new challengers. I love Cammy and DJ. Okay, so Gabe is, is remarking on Eric's question, and I think he's saying that uh, he liked Championship Edition, but his favorite was uh, Super Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a pretty cool game. That's the first, like, that's the first Street Fighter game where I honestly learned the controls <laughs> because I had access to the manual. Before that, I was just a button masher. <laughs> yeah the, so the, i think the fighting games in that era are a little easier to handle than the ones now because the ones now you got to type in these like 50 character long uh combos <laughs> just to do any good so yeah I, I, I don't know i'm not i'm not a big fan of the, some of the newer fighting games i like the ones that i can button mash and get away with but uh <laughs> I, I tried to play marvel versus capcom 3 and it was fun but i went online and just got embarrassed uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you, you get embarrassed on on modern fighting fighting games like that. Yeah, definitely. So I just I, I wanted to mention one thing before we move on. I was just looking at the time here, and I just realized, you know, if we were if we were on two dudes in a nest, I think our show would already be almost over. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and we haven't even got into the game yet. They would say that was a problem, but uh, we'll, we'll just say it's more content. More content, yeah. Well, this, is, this is good for people who don't want to listen to us talk about basketball, because as soon as we get into this now, they can just turn the show off if they really feel like it. That's but, right. But, you know. <laughs> and I have a feeling that all this Ask Aaron stuff is just going to go out the window when it comes to basketball, where it's like, you guys are going to totally school me when it comes to <laughs> basketball knowledge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of basketball, why was Cinderella thrown off the basketball team? Uh-oh. She, uh, ran, away. she ran away from the ball. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so uh hey uh landon game on <laughs> game on guys hey aaron game on game on game on yeah game on Sega! all right guys. Oh. nba live 95 now i i picked this game uh for a few reasons uh number one being we're in the nba playoffs right now uh you know big stuff going on with uh steph curry you know he's hurt right now but Steph yes. Curry. Steph Curry is just awesome. Stay hurt. I, I, just well, kidding. Oh well, you know it's funny because I, I know you are too. Aaron. I'm a huge Spurs fan, but it, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like Michael Jordan back in the '90s. It, I like watching Steph Curry as much as I do like watching Michael Jordan, even though they're they're not on my team. So, but that, no, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like I I definitely respect him as a player, and I think that um, you, you know if it comes down to like Golden State versus the Spurs, I want Steph Curry to be in his best condition because I don't want, like if the Spurs won for some reason, I would not want someone to go, well, you know, Steph Curry yeah. wasn't in peak physical condition, so it didn't really count. Like, you know, like that time when the Spurs won and it was like a lockout season. And so people were like, oh, well, it's it's you, you won a championship, but it has an asterisk next to it because you know it was a shorter season yeah yeah and and you know landon you're a north carolina guy from where steph's at are you you big steph curry fan i do like steph i think he's a i think he's a heck of a ball player i mean i know charles barkley kind of rags on him a lot for just being like oh he's just a shooter he can't do anything but i mean you know it takes skill to hit a three-point shot especially with like people up in your face like he does that's that's not an easy task no that's like cool. you have to be able to shoot those shots with your eyes closed. 
20. And yeah. he's just got the perfect precision for that. Yeah, and his release. And if he can nail him from downtown, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, his, his release and it's is, not an easy thing. His release is so fast. I've never seen someone shoot like that. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. That, well, that... like, oh, and I was just going to say, like, three-point shooters, you know, I think of, like, Danny Green on the Spurs, who, you know, he was on fire one year, then the next is just like, you know, it's like, where is he? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and it's like it's 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 been great to watch that like Steph Curry is just he's kind of been on fire the whole season. Yeah, yeah, and you know seeing what he did last year and then carrying over to this year that's just pretty cool. But uh, yeah, you know moving on to NBA Live '95, um, I have a real cool story about this game. Now I, I owned it on Super Nintendo first. I ended up getting it on Genesis and on a uh, PC. I like I love this game so much. I owned it on three different systems. But, uh, I didn't know it was on PC. That's yeah, great. yeah. Oh yeah. wow! It's actually got a. Like, it actually looks a little different. Same mechanics and everything. But um, it's 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 kind of worth checking out just because you know it was on PC. I remember buying it from uh, local Kmart and it wouldn't run on my current PC, but I kept it. And then when we finally upgraded, like early 2000s, I popped it in. It worked, and I played it like crazy. But uh, um, cool story. Um, when I was when this game came out back in uh, 90, what was it 94? I believe yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah, 94. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten the chicken pox. Uh, and this is so funny. My, That's a cool story. It is a cool story. <laughs> I, it, it, I, of course, you know, kids with chicken pox, you're scratching them like crazy. So my mom actually went out and bought this game for me so it would get my mind off of scratching my chicken pox. It, it worked because I just sat and played this game all day long. Because I had rented it a few times, and that's all I wanted to do was rent NBA Live 95. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons it meant so much to me um, – basketball really didn't have a good to me didn't really have a good game there you know baseball you had rbi baseball real early on football had tech mobile uh, basketball was kind of hit and miss like um i remember yeah, like playing double dribble double dribble uh, atari yeah. basketball wasn't very good jordan versus yeah. bird didn't quite do that um, there's a game i used to play called hoops it's like an outdoor basketball game oh i love yeah. hoops no yeah. you mean i think you're talking about basketball ring Basketball ring. <laughs> See what he did there? I think Landon gets it. <laughs> and then, uh, I think that's the game you're talking about. <laughs> it was, um, and then they had a... Uh... <laughs> And they had the and the NBA playoffs games, which EA made that were just awful. Um, I played them because it was basketball, but uh, once NBA Live, they were so slow. They were very yeah. slow, and then like of course it felt so unfair. Every time you'd run into somebody, you get called for charging. But uh, but once I yes. start, once I played NBA Live '95, I'm like, man, this is it. This is the game I've been waiting for. So it, uh, I will never have to play another basketball game ever again. And I don't think I have. <laughs> I'm really not. Like I've, I've tried playing some of the newer basketball games. They're just too much. I'll go back to NBA Live '95 every time. But uh, that, that's kind of just my short history on that. I've, it's a game I play every year. Like I said, I own it on three different systems. Uh, there was even a, uh, I can't remember which NBA Live it was. I think it was like uh, somewhere in the mid-2000s. They actually did a throwback where they had, you could play NBA Live 95, but some of the current rosters on the game had the same engine and everything, and that was really cool. So, but then there's just there's a lot of, for me, there's a lot of nostalgia there. Um, and yeah, and I'm covering this one. You know, a lot of people think NBA Live 96 is better, which, you know, I'm not going to say I, I don't disagree, but for me, I wanted to cover 95 because it was a turning point for basketball games because from that point forward, uh, even Sega started getting into the action. You know, no pun intended, NBA action. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> That's but, right. Uh, it, it was, and a David Robinson basketball game. Uh, exactly. And, and they started yeah. using some of that isometric uh, angle. And it kind of worked better because you could see more of the courts. You could hit three-pointers from the corners. It was kind of hard to do in other games. So, I don't know. That, that to me, was just a huge, huge thing, uh, getting that game and playing it and it being a part of my life. And the life. court just, it just looked bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So, but um, I don't know. How about you? Did you guys have any? Did you guys play this as a kid, or is it something you just did recently? Or uh, you know, I'll let Landon go first. Oh, okay. Um, actually, it was one of those like it was one of those games for me that I could just go and rent if they didn't have anything else left, and I knew I would be getting a good game. So that's where I had a lot of my exposure to it was at the the rental store. And I remember the first time I rented it, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is so cool. You know, these guys, you know, they, there's five guys on the floor, and there's no, like, because I remember I'd played Arch Rivals. Yeah. And, you know, you, you would score, and then it would do, like, the cut, and then the other team would get the ball. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's not like Arch Rivals where it cuts. I mean, it's continuously going the whole time. And, you know, the, uh, just just the realism. And like Aaron said, the, the sprites, you know, the sprites were big and they, they kind of looked like the guys that they were supposed to be representing on the game, on the real real game and uh, yeah. basketball. And, uh, and you can read their actual numbers on their jerseys. I know, that like blew my mind when I was a kid because it wasn't just like garbled pixels. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It was kind of like the game that said, okay, basketball has arrived on onto consoles and it can be just as successful as the football the baseball the hockey games i mean it can it can hold its own and, and you know what the difference really is and, and what made basketball so hard is like with football you can have a formation of guys and you can have them you know moving in formation and you can just have like the same you know black and white blobs moving around the screen Mm-hmm. You didn't need to have as much animation. Um, and you could just have everybody look the same because they're all wearing helmets anyways. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't until the 3D era where that really mattered. Uh, with, with basketball, you know, it's just like everybody looked the same um, unless they were, you know, black versus being white. Um, but everyone pretty much looked the same and, you know, it was kind of sluggish. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, sorry, I kind of jumped in on what you were saying, Landon. Uh, so I guess for me, uh, my history with basketball games, uh, I remember games like, uh, of course, Double Dribble was, I think, my first basketball game. And I, Rubble, and I played Rubble. the... Yeah, <laughs> Rubble Ribble. Uh, and, and then I played Atari basketball. I was just like, uh, this doesn't feel like basketball. Um, and then, of course, Arch Rivals, I played in the arcade. Uh and on the Sega Genesis. And I remember playing like those NBA playoff games, um, which I think they, like the last one they did, uh, they kind of dropped. So, you know, you had like your Bulls versus Blazers um, and you you had a a few other ones. um, But like the last one, they just called it NBA Showdown. Showtime, yeah. NBA, yeah. uh, NBA Slowdown. Slowdown. But yeah, like, so that was the first game, I think, where uh, they had all the teams represented in a basketball game, except I think Tecmo NBA Basketball was the first one to do that. Yeah. Um, And and then you finally got to this game, and I remember uh, us renting it and feeling like, oh, yeah, same same deal with Landon, where it's just like, this feels like basketball. Um, You know, I think I played NBA Jam before that, where it's like, this is fun this is uh like an arcadey experience and it's a, it's a lot of fun it's a lot better than than arch rivals uh but this was the first game where it felt like i'm playing basketball and you could kind of get lost in it and and the stats and um you know the different teams all the logos everything has kind of a i, I can't quite say like high resolution 
but everything is just so nicely represented in this game um, to a point where you, you didn't see that b before this. Uh, and so it was just nice. And, you know, I, I think at that time when we had it, I, I was like a huge uh, Chicago Bulls fan. Um, and so it wasn't until we moved to San Antonio in, in 1997 uh, that I actually became a Spurs fan uh, and a David Robinson fan. Like before that, it was all about Michael Jordan and the Bulls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all there was. Yep, that's all it was for me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, for some reason, I, one of my parents bought me a David Robinson jersey when I was a kid, and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever, so I just kind of, I don't know. I, there's really no local teams. The closest uh, basketball team to me is Cleveland. And of course, I'm not a, you know, forget Cleveland. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, I had a jersey, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll like, I'll like the, the Spurs, and I just always played as them on, on video games, and of course, I love David Robinson. Of course, I got Tim Duncan not too long after that. Like, oh, Tim Duncan, yeah, yep. this is great. So, <laughs> it just kind of kept happening. But, uh, yeah, so that's cool. I'm, I'm glad we all have a couple of good memories of this. Um, this game was actually published by Electronic Arts, of course. We already talked about that. And uh, it was developed by Hitman Productions. And they did 95 and 96, uh, the NBA Live games. Um, this was released in October 94, which... You know, it's funny. You look at all these sports games, and it just keeps happening year after year. You know, whatever year you're in, the sport game usually goes up to the next year when it's released. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. you know, whenever they release <laughs> the next Madden game, it's going to be 2017, right? So that's just kind of. I'm not sure if this was the first. I think Madden started doing that early on because they did like Madden 92, maybe. Maybe that was one of the first ones. I can't remember. But um, one of the things I, I did check out about this game because I. I I really enjoyed the bits of music you'd hear. Um, the composer's name is uh, Traz Damji, if I'm saying that right. And um, this composer is still pretty active. He's, um, they've done some mobile games. and uh, I think one of the mobile games they did was UFC, which I've actually played on my iPhone, which is pretty cool. So some of that music <laughs> oh, nice. Was, yeah, some of that music was... And I remember hearing it. It was pretty good. But um, so Yeah, that's yeah that soundtrack uh, for Ooh. NBA Live 95 and also for Coach K basketball yeah. that he did, because um, I think they used the same engine. Just really solid because you think of the we talked about the EA music uh, up to this point, just kind of having just a little being a little underwhelming uh, the sound engine. And I don't know if he he was one of the first to just got to do his own thing, but there's like heavy sampling, uh, the keyboards sound great. Uh, there's just like this these funk guitars that come in and like this popping sound. Like it just sounds it sounds great. It sounded mm -hmm. best way I can describe it is funky fresh. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> funky fresh. That's how I describe the soundtrack. Uh, it, it's just it's awesome, and it's just like exactly how you want music in a basketball game to sound before, of course, licensed music came came around and took over everything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have minded if it was actually in the game during the game. I thought that would be yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, like how NBA Jam has music during the game. Yeah, yeah. It fit the game too, you know that funk with the the bass and the guitars and everything. It really fit that game too. Yeah, it, it definitely did, and it, it just it sounds very impressive. Uh, and, and what's great is, you know, I tried to compare like the Super Nintendo version, uh, w which has like eight sample channels going, and Sega Genesis only has one. Um, but what's cool is like this composer was really able to do the Sega Genesis uh, sound justice. And even though, you know, uh, the 
the chip on the Genesis, the way sound works is a bit different. You know, a lot of it's generated uh, through FM. It's just impressive. Like, you think a, a, a sports game, you know, could have some of the best music on the Sega Genesis. It's just crazy. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we kind of jumped again on music, which is good because it made such a lasting impression. <laughs> it was just bam mm-hmm. right there. Probably. But uh, um, if you want to go buy this game, like Aaron said earlier, you can get it dirt cheap. Um, the mm-hmm. average the average price I researched seems a little high. It said it was the uh, cart only was five dollars, and the uh, complete set and box is thirteen. I got the. I actually went and I had it on Super Nintendo. Then I had just the cart on NBA, on Genesis, which I ended up giving to Aaron because I uh, when we were at the uh, yeah the, I'm playing uh, it right now yeah the expo <laughs> he's pulling pull, pulling Nick but I, I actually ended up going on eBay and getting uh, at CIB for like eight bucks so it wasn't that expensive and um, so yeah you can definitely pick this up for pretty cheap any sports game you know with a number on it is usually yeah with as a long number as it's not Mutant League yeah well yeah with a number and an NBA. Uh, baseball whatever license you're going to get pretty cheap yeah, yeah unless it's like uh unless it's the gamecube and you're trying to get i forgot it was like a madden 05 or i forgot what game it was yeah. where it's like super rare and there's some some rare sports games that were like blockbuster exclusives and things like that or some madden game it might be for the genesis that everyone goes crazy about I can't remember. I don't really care. Championship about that edition. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's like '93 championship edition, and the only reason why is it was got kind of rare, and it was like all the past Super Bowl winning teams. You could put them against each other and see oh, who was God. like the best Super Bowl team ever. That's it was. It was. It was neat. It had a pretty cool rocking like intro to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Madden intros! They always had great music in those. Just cool little intros. Yeah. But um, you know, one thing I hinted on earlier that I wanted to talk about here, um, the the isometric view, you know, it, it kind of, when I read a little bit about the development of this game, they were trying to go for a more 3D feel, uh, you know, without getting too generic. And that isometric... Oh, uh, something like the Mode 7 in yeah. on the Super Nintendo, cause like with like uh, NBA, what was that? Or like NCAA basketball, where it was like totally Mode 7. I remember yeah, that. There was a Konami game too called NBA Give and Go. That was one. Yeah. Was Super Nintendo, very similar. But um, I really felt like they, they did a, they did this one justice. Like you mentioned earlier, you can tell who the players are. The you know, of course you got like Dennis Rodman with the crazy color hair, and of course, <laughs> you know, thinking about about the you know, early to mid '90s, the the hairstyle, the flat top was in was in style. So a lot of these guys yes. have, have that flat top. Flat you know, yeah, oh, Dave yeah. Robinson and uh, Dominique Wilkins, guys like that, and they all had the flat top. So it was all all there, and um, you know, I. I I thought the animations were good. Um, they hold their follow-throughs when they shoot the ball. The dribbling was I love doing it. Yeah. I just pulled off a spinning dunk. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, speaking of dunks, what do you call a basketball player that misses dunks? I don't know. Alley mm. whoops. <laughs> I think it's uh, alley whoops. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Anyways. Do you say hoop or do you say hoop? How do you say it? You say tomato, I say tomato, I don't know. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oops. That, I, that joke was a big whoops, but um, anyways. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> all right, we'll forgive you. You'll forgive me. Forgive me. Um, you might not be on the next show, but we'll forgive you. That's all right. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that the other day. The last show was the first show I was, I was well, you know, I was, I, that was the first show ever on Genesis Gems that I wasn't on. Kind of sad. It oh. is kind of sad. <laughs> Oh, the, the April Fool's joke kind of kind of backfired on me. But anyways, 
So, um, yeah, um, as far as controls go, what did you guys think about the controls? Like, like how did this game control? Why not? Did you, did it you like controls it? pretty much like yeah. NBA Jam. It, it really does. You know, you've got one button that kind of lets you do your turbo charge, and the players move really fast in this game. It's kind of hilarious to watch. And you like do a turbo charge and then you like jump in the air and uh, sometimes you'll jump like wildly in one direction. Um, there, there's a lot of like kinetic movement in this game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the controls are, are, are pretty solid to be honest. Uh, you know, you've got your B button that like when you're on a defense just kind of switches what player you want. Um, and then you've got C to shoot. Uh, and then I can't remember. I don't think you... They didn't introduce crossovers in this game, so you don't have crossovers, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, you, you, that's what you... I think you've got that turbo button. Um, unless I'm mistaken. Can you do crossovers in this? Nah, nah. I'm, I don't you're, think so. You're pretty much... You know, if, depending yeah, I'm like trying to like double tap the, the turbo <laughs> button just to see. And, and all the, the players do is just kind of like... <laughs> gyrating. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Landon? Did you like the controls? I did. I like the controls. I think they kept up with the game. You know, the the kind of fast pace that basketball is. It, the the controls keep up with the game. You don't feel like if you miss a shot or mess up, you don't feel like it's the controller's fault. You're like, oh, I messed that. I messed that up. Or oh, my timing was off. It wasn't. Man, I hit that button and I hit it again. Why didn't it shoot? <laughs> it's, it's your controllers are broken. I remember that was always like the excuse. At like friend's yeah. house, man, your controllers are horrible. <laughs> Can't hit anything with your controller. Let me bring mine next time. Yeah, let's play at my house, my crib. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's just controls. like the home team advantage. It's just how it there works. You go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the controls. I mean, they're they're spot on, and they 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 do what they do. They let you control the game, control the players, and they don't feel like they slow you down any. Yeah, and you know, I was reading a lot of the uh, old reviews on this game, and you know, most of them were positive. Uh, I think the only gripe anyone really had was kind of the floating effect you'd have. Like you'd you'd run down the court, and <laughs> your guy would kind of continue to go right when you yes. stopped. And, and, and I, I think it's just where I got so used to this game. I never had a problem with that. It, it just it just became part of how I played it. I, yeah, I, I just I love how fast it moves, and, and I am more forgiving of the the whole like. You know, the fact that your, your players can jump, like, half the court. <laughs> yeah. And then knock down, like, three guys on the way to it. <laughs> yes. It's like bowling, basically. <laughs> See how many pins you can knock down. Oh, I hope you wrote that down for, like, an achievement, because that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. the, the secret is I have not prepared for our achievement, so it's going to be off the top of my head anyway. Oh, those are the best. <laughs> those are the best. Um, yeah, and, and as far as... Uh, differences between this one and the Super Nintendo. The only thing the Super Nintendo to me had over this one was that there's actually a steal button on defense. Uh, on this one, you just kind of walk up to the guy and he starts automatically doing that steal motion. So you could actually... <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, realize that. I thought yeah. I thought uh, when you got in his face and you started tapping the A button, or is that just kind of juking? I think that is. Just, I, I'm pretty sure that's just kind of juking. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that... Because I, I, I remember trying to find my steal button and playing the Genesis version. Like, I don't think it's here. So maybe I need to hit like start and two of the other buttons at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> and I never maybe tried. Maybe you should pull out that handy manual you've got sitting there. Ooh. I do have that. It was full of all kinds of uh, play callings you can do, which is a good topic. Did you guys mess with the uh, calling plays at all from the uh, 
Like inbounds passes? That was, pr- that was <laughs> no. <laughs> there is so much strategy in this game that like I would really need to look at the manual to understand yeah. what's going on because you can do all sorts of substitutions. You can change strategies. Um, you can make things automatic or manual, like stuff that you would expect to see in modern games. But when this came out, it was kind of revolutionary yeah. uh, that you could set so many so many toggle switches, basically, so many things, um, and, you know, substitute players. What does crash boards mean? Everyone just runs up for a rebound. It's like, you know, crashing the boards. Okay. I, I've just never heard that before. I guess I yeah. just... It's one, of those, it's one of those cool street terms, man. You gotta play on the street. <laughs> I, you know what's crazy? I did just play on the street uh, in, in my apartments. I played with some teenagers, and uh, you know, I did get school. I got whooped. Uh, I bet Landon was a good basketball player. You played basketball, didn't you, Landon? I played from fourth grade on. I was, I was okay. I wasn't great. I was just that big guy that would get the get the rebound, <laughs> get the rebound, put it back up. Yep. I, I was oh, okay. so you're a rebound guy just stand next to the yeah yep. I, I, I played pretty competitively until i got to high school because i was always the taller kid and when mm-hmm. i got to high school i didn't grow until like i was 17 so i quit basketball because i was the chubby point guard who never got to play because i wasn't really that quick <laughs> i was always a post player and of course i didn't grow when i was in grade school middle school i was really good but i just turned into the chubby point guard that no one wanted to put in the game so i kind of just naturally quit <laughs> Well, got, the good news is you're the host of the Genesis Gems podcast yeah, now. Yeah, so. Showed them. All balances out. What are they doing? Now? What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> are, they doing a, are they doing a podcast talking about one of your favorite basketball games? I don't think so. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Fireback. That's right. Um, so, like, like Aaron was saying, this game is very deep. Uh, the game modes, you get, you got your exhibition, each one play one game. It's got a season mode where you can play, uh, you know, the full season, 82 games, where you can do like a 26 game season, and then you can also go right to the playoffs. You can do the full playoff of like uh, game best of five and best of seven, or you can do like real short best of one, best of three type of playoff games. Um, so that's really cool if you want to do like a short stint. I just for the sake of the podcast, I did a real short playoff run with the Spurs and you know won won, won the whole thing, uh, which is really cool. Um, and of course your stats, man. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys growing up you know we didn't have a lot of games that kept stats i know i was thinking baseball stars that was one that kept your stats with the battery back up in nintendo Mm -hmm. but um i really love that they kept stats and i love that they had like a uh, player of the game at the end of it like uh whoever you were whoever whatever team won whichever player contributed the best for the game got a player of the game did you guys seem to like that kind of stuff yeah, no, I love, I love that stuff. It kind of reminded me of uh, when you'd play uh, GoldenEye and you'd get these random awards at the end of the matches. I don't know if you remember that. Like, I, I like that. I, lo- I love it when, you know, you have these stats and things and uh, they-, they give you, like, the top whatever, uh, you know, the top bench warmer. <laughs> you know? That would be great. Uh, but no, like, when I played this, I was definitely more of an arcade player. Uh, and so I, I wasn't as worried about the stats and the simulation aspect. Uh, but I do appreciate that it's there. It's it's nice that uh, EA kind of finally caught up. Well, their developer caught up with the speed and, and the fun of NBA Jam and kind of married it to a simulation basketball game. And it's great that you can have it both ways, you know? You could go as arcade as you wanted and allow all sorts of fouls, or you could 
let them let the refs call whatever foul they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Of course, I mentioned the play calling, and, and like you were talking about with the with the playing arcade versus uh, playing a simulation type game. I, I love that you go t- tweak the rules. Like uh, my favorite thing to do, I always set the quarters for five minutes. Uh, I would turn like the auto substitution off, and I would turn f- fatigue off, so my guys wouldn't auto sub, or you know, um, so so my my starters wouldn't get tired. And then I also turned off any injuries because I didn't want my guys getting injured. You know, I just I love backcourt <laughs> and traveling. You know, turn so all that off. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like okay, okay. So um, here here's something I need to ask you guys. Um, I just realized there's an option in this game, and maybe this will be an achievement, but there's an option in the game where you can get to the end of a, a matchup and you can change which team you're controlling. <laughs> so if your team's down by 30 points or something crazy, like, oh, look, I'm on the winning team now. Yay! <laughs> the bandwagon achievement. That's yeah. right. How, how did you end up playing it, Landon? Did you kind of just go go all arcade did, or simulation? I did more arcade. I did more arcade. Yeah, I always enjoyed the arcade aspect of it. I tried simulation once, and that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. And did you guys try? Um, like, there's these options like uh, Sega Assistance and well, slow motion dunks. I, I think oh, Nick's a big fan of those. Yes, I am. <laughs> I forgot to mention that Nick and I actually played this yes, um, on my PlayStation Three because I brought that with all of the Genesis games on there. Um, and we played it at the hotel room in Kentucky. Yep. Uh, he, he, he wiped the floor with me. Uh, I forgot what team he was. I think oh, I was the ma- Spurs. Magic. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Magic was pretty good that year. I, I think the number one ranked team was uh, Seattle, though. I was okay. kind of surprised. They had a good team. I mean, that was the Peyton Kempiers, yeah. But they yeah. but they didn't win that year. Nah, that was um, all Rockets. Spurs got pretty close, as I recall, that they lost to Houston. Yeah, I, I think their stats on the game, like they had like one of the lowest scoring stats, but their defense and, you know, because they had Rodman and everything, everything else was like, except they ranked every team like as like uh, out of three basketballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like screen. So like I know the Spurs had like a one basketball for scoring and everything else was pretty much threes. For rebounds, oh, yeah. free, fantastic. They were number one in rebounds. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Yeah, quick question uh, for Nick. Maybe you can answer this. Shot control, player, or Sega? Like, I think it defaults to player, um, but you can change it to Sega. So I don't know if that just means that they'll automatically control your shot when you try to shoot it or maybe randomize it. Um, sure you just have that. more control over your shot when you do player? Because <laughs> it's it's all about, like, the release of your, your button when you, yeah. when you post up. So I don't know. Of course, how, how open you are, That's always that was always a part of it, too. But yeah, I'm not Nick, sure. Can I'm you not... explain the, the game of basketball and just be as detailed <laughs> as you want? <laughs> to someone who's never played basketball in their life, how would... No. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> what do you call a piece of cheese that likes to shoot hoops? I, I have no oh. idea, but you're going to tell me. Yeah, Swiss. Oh, man, you slay me. <laughs> oh, yes, there's more where that came from. We'll get to later. Um, so what else does this game have? It had trades. Oh, my goodness. I, I'll never forget my, my brother, who's six years older than me, 
he'd always brag, yeah, I'm so good at this game. And then I go look at his team. He, he would pick some awful team. Um, <laughs> but he would put, he, he had picked the Dallas Mavericks, but his starting lineup would be Shaquille O'Neal, Carl Malone, Scottie Pippen, Latrell Spirol, and Penny Hardaway. I'll never forget that. Th- that was his starting lineup. I'm like, well, you're a cheater because you got all the best players on your team. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that was funny. It was kind of cool. You could The only thing was you could only trade your starting lineup. You couldn't trade anybody on your bench. So, um, I, and I never understood why that was, but yeah, that's kind of cool. But uh, it's like, wouldn't you want to trade your bench so you could just fill, yeah, fill up the bench with like yeah. all stars? Yeah, you know, it was it's funny. I was going back and I thought it'd be kind of cool to get Del Curry on my team because you know he's Steph Curry's dad, played for the Hornets, and he wasn't a starter. And I'm like, oh yeah, you can't trade people on your bench. So. It's just crazy, like because when did Del Curry retire? Oh gosh, was it? and it wasn't too long after that. I don't think I'm gonna have to Google that. That would be crazy if there was uh, if there was ever a son if there was a father and son who played in the NBA at the same time. I know they've been brothers. It happened. Uh, Major League Baseball. King Griffey and King Griffey mm-hmm. Jr. played together. Uh, yeah. At the same time. That was pretty cool. So yeah, uh, Del Curry retired in 2002. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, and Steph Curry wasn't born yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He was the sixth man of the year in 1994. I didn't realize that. That's cool. I know he liked to come in and hit a couple three-pointers and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> that was always kind of his uh, contribution. So, but, uh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, of course, with trades, I mentioned, um, I really, really enjoyed the the control you had of the ball. What I mean by that is, um, you know, you, you go in for a layup or like a running uh, jump shot, and you can pass in midair, which I thought was real cool. I posted a video of uh, doing like a pass and like I went up for a shot and passed it in midair and a guy went up for an alley-oop which I just thought man that was perfect so I, r- I really like the control you had over the ball um, one thing I really hate about modern games they're too realistic because you can't cross court pass I understand that. You're, not, you're not supposed to do that in real basketball but this game would let you cross court pass with no problem explain cross court pass and you mean just passing yeah, all the way across the court exactly like, like if, if I'm on a side three-point line and then you're on the other side three-point line like uh like opposite stands yeah I try to throw it like uh you know past the rim to you and it usually gets stolen in modern games when you do that but with this game it's like yeah, yeah. no big deal you can just pass it well like isn't that um it, i've seen that play though where people will throw the ball all the way across for like a fast break that's yeah. that's yeah. allowed right mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. allowed. It's just, it's kind of risky. So you, the ball gets stolen a lot. So in modern games, yeah. it's just every time you do it, someone steals it. It makes me so yeah. mad. <laughs> I, gotcha. and I know uh, I know the NBA games now, like if you do the creative player and you try to do like a pass, like midway through a shot, it penalizes you like experience points for it. Is that right? Yeah, like the NBA oh, 2K man. games, like it, it knocks experience points off. It says attempting a bad shot and having to pass out of it. Well, that's crappy. Yeah, I know. I didn't like that. I'm like, I can do that in NBA Live. Why not now? <laughs> exactly. Which, again, is why I don't play those anymore. I, yeah. I really, I've really tried to dig into NBA 2K15, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I just I've got, like, 2K13. Like, I, I liked them on Dreamcast, but I really yes. didn't play yeah. much of them after that. Oh, that's true. I, I did enjoy the 2K games on Dreamcast. Yep. Oh, so, yeah, trades passing in the air. Um, I even wrote down Rodman's hair, which I thought was pretty funny. 
Um, yeah, it was white, wasn't it? It was white, which uh, it's just it's so cool because you have all these <laughs> all these players who they look similar. And we mentioned, you know, you have yeah. people who are bald, you know, flat top haircuts. I think they had like a certain number of, of, of player sprites. And so part of the trick that they were able to have so many sprites was that they probably had a lot of mirroring and to, to save space, you know, if players, if they looked even a tiny bit similar, then they could use the same face for them. Yeah. And, and one piece of detail that I thought was really cool, I kind of mentioned this earlier, um, I, don't, I don't think any other game did this, but if if, that, if your point or any player on the team actually is, is right or left-handed, that's how they dribble the whole time. Like David Robinson's a left-hander. Every time he gets the ball, he's dribbling with his left hand, no matter which side of the court he's on. Thought that was really cool because even a lot Ooh. of base, a lot of baseball games wouldn't even do that. Like uh, your players out in the field, they're all right-handed or they're all left-handed. You know, um, I thought that was really cool about this game. Anybody that was left-handed or right-handed would would be dominant on that, and they would shoot the same way too, left-handed or right-handed. So, and, uh, did you did you notice too that like you can sit there and just look at the bench? Uh, not really a bench. I mean, they're all sitting in chairs. But you can kind of see like they're they're all like scratching themselves, and one of them's <laughs> having a conversation. Yeah, and uh, it's great. Like the the detail there is just it's it's awesome. Uh, you know the the crowd will some of the crowd it just kind of repeats itself, but crowds really didn't evolve <laughs> until well until like the you know PS2, PS3, you know yeah. that era. But but at least these crowds like were on the same scale as what the uh, players on the court were because you you start playing games in, like the PlayStation era or even the PlayStation Two your crowd like you, you have a real nice looking oh that that's a nice 3D image of that player then you look at the crowd like oh that guy looks awful like would they, they yeah. spend any time with yeah where it's like they, it's just like a 2D cardboard cutout exactly and like the play you know and they, and they just kind of they kind of rotate with the player. Yeah, they, like you have that bad flicker and <laughs> flickering out of the original PlayStation. Like, oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone again. <laughs> I really like the intros too. Like, you know, before the game starts, we're calling out the starting lineup, and you know, they, the starters come off the bench and high five everybody, and it kind of has their little portrait down at the bottom. The portraits look really, really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, 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 it was real funny because playing this game so much, I almost had some of those rosters memorized and what the people looked like just from this game. <laughs> like not, not even collecting like the ball cards. It was from this game. I remember what people looked like. <laughs> so funny. I was going to kind of um, jump right into like sound effects. I know we talked about music, but I, I love the sound effects of this game. The sound of the net itself, like the, the swish, not the Swiss mm-hmm. cheese part of it. The swish. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so good. Like It, it almost sounded believable. Uh, the dribbling. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys really paid attention to that. Your mouth dribbling, right? It's your mouth dribbling. Well, yeah, and speaking <laughs> of, you know, well, well, I kind of ruined that joke. I was going to tell it. Never mind. I'm not going to tell it. But <laughs> I, had a dribbling, with your dad jokes. I had a dribbling joke, but I won't even say it. If, if you guys want to hear that dribbling joke, email me and I'll send you the punchline. <laughs> uh, see if he he actually... sits by his computer waiting for you to email him just so he can send you more dad jokes. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, the dribbling, um, even the dunks. Like, uh, I don't know if there's really a realistic sound for dunks per se, but the the sound that the dunk makes in the game is just like it's profound, like clunk. I love it, love it. <laughs> and of course, when you make a three pointer, I don't know if it's like a a fan or something in the crowd or a coach, but um, as soon as you make it, you hear a, something in the background go three. <laughs> so I, that was I noticed like the it, it wasn't like um, like sports talk football or something like that there really wasn't 
much commentating going on in this game. It was actually pretty quiet uh, while you played actual basketball. Yeah. And I don't know when you started to see that with, with basketball because it seemed like with the NFL games, like they'd already kind of like mastered that um, to where, you know, hacking sportscaster who would say, you know, these canned lines like or like the Madden games. I kind of wonder when that became a thing with NBA. I don't know if that was more like uh, towards the PlayStation era or what. PlayStation Saturn era. That would make sense because you could put that commentary like on the one of the CD tracks, I guess. Yeah, it, it seemed like it would be a lot easier. Um, that and maybe there was just more stuff going on at any given time in this game that was just like they didn't have enough memory <laughs> to put in yeah. <laughs> more sampled stuff like that. So who knows? Yeah. So uh, that's really all I had for sound effects. Um, like we 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 touched on the music a little bit. I don't know if anyone wants to go into the music I, I really liked it i kind of i wrote down it's very up hit uh, upbeat and hip uh hip's a nice word for it but it's just it's got a cool almost like a dance track feel to it i guess i've been using that a lot tonight <laughs> but, <laughs> and uh, i wrote the downside is that there's just not enough of it i would love to hear more of that soundtrack but uh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta listen to that coach k i knew Good i stuff. need to I need to. I was always a little jealous of that because I mentioned before I, I had a Super Nintendo for a little while before I had a, a Genesis, and I go to the rental store and I'm like, there is a college basketball game that looks just like NBA Live '95, and I want it. <laughs> I get so <laughs> upset because they yes. didn't have it. They didn't have it on the Super Nintendo, of course. But, uh, yeah, no, there's there's an international basketball game that EA put out just before. Well, it was one. It was using the same engine as those playoff games, so that's oh, probably why you yeah. care. Yeah. But uh, the Olympics game, yeah, USA team, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played yep. That one. yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really, you go back to those versus games. I really, really tried to like those, and I, I, I did think it was I did too. Cool. I thought it was kind of cool how they had their like personalized dunks. Like each star player on your team had like a signature move, which I thought was cool. Like Jordan would do that a uh, reverse layup, and you'd have some people who do special dunks. So that was pretty cool, but uh, just never could get into those. And was this the last game to feature Michael Jordan as an actual player? After that, like, they they really, at some point, they had to, once EA lost the license to use Michael Jordan in the game, like, they just had to name that person player. Yeah, this game, yeah. this was actually the year Michael Jordan quit basketball to go play baseball. So, yeah. And that's, you know, the reason that the Bulls aren't in the uh, finals. <laughs> and they actually did pretty good. I think they placed like fifth or sixth that year. Scottie Pippen did a pretty good job with them. But, uh, yeah, a after Jordan came back, you're exactly right. He kind of disappeared from video games. Um, I know, I think. Except the for Chaos in the Windy City <laughs> on the Super Nintendo. I'm out. Yeah, I, I know Jordan was in Bulls versus Blazers. And I think he was in NBA Showtime. I'd have to go look that up. Um, but yeah, he was not in this game or any NBA Live after that for a while. Of course, you know, yeah. every, every new game is like, hey, special edition Michael Jordan version. <laughs> yeah, 2K had yeah, a special but, Michael Jordan mode. Yep. And didn't Shaq, Shaq kind of start doing that too? Like where he, where he wouldn't be in the game? Or am I thinking somebody else? Um, I don't know. Charles Barkley. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he, Charles Barkley didn't want to be, and I think it was by the time NBA uh, Showdown came around, and and that might be part of the reason why EA renamed the series. Okay, uh, is because uh, I don't know if he wanted more money or what. He just he whatever those uh, negotiations were going on, he decided not to go through with it. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry, Landon. I cut you off there, buddy. I was going to say, I know Shaq wasn't in one of the NBA jams for some kind of contractual reason like oh, that. Oh, well, it was probably because Shazam had just come out. <laughs> Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu, yeah. Shaq Fu. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was in a, another universe fighting off weird dudes. So. Was it Shazam or was it Kazam? I can't remember what the name of that movie was. I think it was, was Kazam, wasn't it? I don't know. I watched it a lot as a kid. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I did too. It was Shaq. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was Shaq. I mean, you, when you're when you're a kid, that it age, wasn't like, as bad as any uh, Dennis Rodman movie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> or Dennis Rodman teaming up with DDP and wrestling. Those were the days. Or was that Carl Malone? I think I think I'm maybe thinking Carl Malone. No, I think Rodman was with Hogan and Carl Malone was with DDP. That's right. That's oh, right. Okay. You're exactly right. Sorry, go ahead. Also, oh, I was gonna say Rodman came out like the feather boas and everything like That's to right. wrestle in. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was just gonna say I was like ten feet away from DDP when we were at uh the Comic Con. I walked like right by his booth. <laughs> DDP <laughs> <D-D-D-P> Yoga. <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> well guys, I think that kinda wraps it up for all the notes I had. Did you guys wanna say anything else before we go into the achievements? Uh, yeah, so t- let's talk about the final boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Houston Rockets. Hakeem That's right. Dream. Hakeem the Dream. That's funny. You s- I-, I was thinking about Hakeem the Dream, Hakeem Olajuwon. I had a one of our retro junk boxes. I threw an old uh, starting lineup action figure into it. Yes, and I almost ended up with it. And I yeah. think, uh, Paul, I think my, uh, Paul, Paul took it. Paul yeah, it, it was yeah. on. He was uh, taking pictures of his game collection one day, and I saw Hakeem on top of it. I said, "Hey, it's Hakeem. I had that." <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, and it kind of wraps some of this up. Yeah, a lot of people aren't real big on sports games, but um, yeah, for me, a lot of it's nostalgia. I love Sega sports games. I love them um, as, as, as well as. You so know, you don't necessarily love them if they're made by Sega. Exactly. But, Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah. They were kind of hit and miss with Sega. Sports. I mean, Joe Montana was good, but uh, sports talk baseball. Yeah, but uh, Tommy you know, Lasorda wasn't so great. No, gosh, no. But this was, to me, this was like the pinnacle of my excitement for for retro for, for sports games at that time. You know, games like this and RBI Baseball and King Griffey Jr. Baseball and Super Nintendo. They they're they're always something I'm gonna play every year. So I mean, it's it's just kind of cool to be able to talk about this. And like I said, there's probably a lot of people who probably tuned us out already. But for any of you you know sports lovers out there, we're with you. I'm, I'm I, I know I don't just pass down retro sports games. I, I usually pick up you know if I see one for fifty cents, I'm going to pick it up, of course, <laughs> because you know to me it's it's just kind of fun to relive those rosters, relive the uh, the classic players that I grew up with. I think that's part of it. Like I don't think 20 years from now that I'll be picking up NBA 2K13. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. nah, <laughs> that's not what I grew up with but uh, i think it's just a simplicity no. you can you can jump right into these games you can do the arcade modes i think that's kind of what brings us back to that now here's a question and i think this would have been awesome um so imagine a game like nba live 95 but with a mutant league type roster oh, oh mutant that league. would be amazing so you mutant kind of have that humor <laughs> yeah and, and just like of course, you, you know you're playing arcade mode, so you can just bowl over people, anyways. Um, <laughs> it would it would kind of be like arch, arch rivals or NBA Jam meets um, NBA Live '95, just with a, a bunch of mutants. It would be fantastic. And you know, I'd actually read that they were in development of of doing that. EA was they were going to have mutant league basketball and base oh. it off the '95 engine. 
to play the game and like something fell through with the negotiations and it just never happened you're breaking my heart man, uh, man. I know. <laughs> that bones jackson playing basketball you're breaking my heart <laughs> yeah it'd be like mutant league basketball starring dennis rodman <laughs> <laughs> so there was um real quick because i know we're wrapping up here uh there was one thing we didn't mention something that i appreciate is that um Underneath the player that you have selected, they actually tell you if it's a point guard, a shooting guard, yeah, okay. uh, that sort of thing, which helps because you can't always tell by sight, if, especially if it's not a team you're familiar with. You know, you see their numbers, but you don't always know if this player is best for a three-pointer or if there's someone that you really want to just take to the hoop every time. Um, so it, it kind of helps to know what position uh, they actually play on. That's a great point because I think there's only two height sizes of the sprites. Like you have like your point guard who could also mm-hmm. be as tall as the power forward in some cases. Because <laughs> I, I know it's like, like <laughs> Dennis Rodman, he's not, because some of the power forwards look like they're centers. Dennis Rodman actually looks like he's a shooting guard in the game. So yeah, you're, you're exactly right. That actually helps. So I, um, I'll mention this when we get to our achievements because I think I just unlocked an achievement. Um, but I'll mention it because okay. it's pretty, pretty funny. That's a pretty good seg- All right. seg- segue, right? Right into the yeah, uh, segue. Away. The channel for stands. That's our forward achievements. Segue, segue. Oh, so I only got three in there. I know Aaron says he has what? None. I've got two. Two, okay. Did you get any, Landon? I got, I got two. Nice, nice. We'll just, uh, we can take turns here. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll let Landon go first. I'll pick on him. All right, so, uh, so my first one is, well, I, I could sing the song, but it's Move B, Get Out the Way, Get Out the Way. <laughs> Ludicrous. And you just push, just push somebody <laughs> down the court. Move, get out the way. Get... <laughs> That's great. All right, what's yours, Aaron? Shaq is in this game, right? Yes. Was he playing for the Magic? Yes. Yep. All right. Are you ready? Okay. So B fifty two. My achievement is uh, don't freak the funk on a nasty dunk, and that's uh, <laughs> dunk the ball with Shaq. Because that was actually his first, uh, I think his first commercial with that's Reebok. It's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, and so, what is the story behind that? What that whole phrase is. Uh, maybe it's just because people were, he was such a big guy that people were just used to him dunking the ball. So he's just like, come on, don't freak the funk on a nasty dunk. <laughs> yeah, ever since Shaq listened to the B-52s, he's not allowed to actually sign the, a card. He's given someone love and then write his name next to it because it'd be copyright issues with B-52s. Love, Shaq. <laughs> Was that was that a dad joke? That was pretty good. I like like that one. Was that off the cuff? I saw it. No, I won't lie. I saw that on Facebook a few weeks ago. (laughs) You could have lied and told us you made it up. I'm 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 an honest guy. But uh, (laughs) my first one, a whole nother level. (laughs) My first one's called a feature and past secret. And this is scoring 30 points with Del Curry because you know Steph's on a roll right now. You pull out Del Curry, score 30 points. There nice. you go. There you go. What you got, Landon? Uh, second one is uh, I'm trying to think of a good name for it. I mean, I I, I know what I want it to be. Let me I think of a good name for it. Um, this isn't a long jump competition where you shoot one of those turbocharged shots and you like jump halfway across the court to do it. 
Because I shot like 50 of those not meaning to one time. It's like some of these players who, when they shoot three-pointers, they, they jump up behind the three-point line. They just kind of go a little bit in front of the three-point line on their mm-hmm. you know, on their down jump. This is like starting at the half-court line and ending up at the free-throw line. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I did that with Nick Anderson once. Like, I just shot running and just hit the button. <laughs> and, like, he, like, seriously jumped, like, three feet behind the three-point line and ended up down in the blocks. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Aaron, you got one more? I got I got two more, actually. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, like so the second one I just discovered because my game, it didn't freeze, but I can't pause the game. And uh, my player is, is pretty much just, it's like he's stuck in purgatory. He's moving around <laughs> the court, but he can't reach the basket and, and the camera won't move. And there's like two players that are just kind of frozen there. So I just called it freeze frame. And that's to, to get stuck on a play. Like, all that's literally happening is my player is uh, running around the court, and uh, you can see the crowd at the bottom cheering for nothing, basically. <laughs> because you see, like, the guy in the red jumper just, like, raising his hands in the air, and then, like, the, the people in the blue jumper is like, yeah, like, what are you cheering for? <laughs> There's nothing. Like, my game is frozen. I broke the game. The game is broken. It, it, it actually lets me run into the players. It's it's pretty great, actually. Like, I can just run right into him, and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> I just ran into him, and a dude just, like, flew into the air. It was fantastic. <laughs> I must have gave you a bad cart. <laughs> so, you must have gave me a bad cart, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my next one's a uh, nod to one of Rob Luther's best pieces of work, his NBA Jam rap, and this one's called Kicking It With Pippin Gets Me Every Time. And this is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, making Scottie Pippen a player of the game. Big, sh- big shout out to you, Rob. <laughs> All right, so Landon, you, you just you just had two. I just had two. Okay, what's your third one there, Aaron? Uh, red versus blue, and that's uh, watch the crowd do the wave and uh, <laughs> see see who you think wins. Because uh, it's kind of crazy that like you know they it, that that's the one thing I will say is that they kind of ran out of colors. And so the crowd doesn't actually wear the colors of the teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, right now, this is even more entertaining than doing the show. I'm kind of running around the, the opposing team's player. He's just going to stop Because he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's great because he's just, uh, yeah, I'll just stop talking. Just I'm kind of doing the do-si-do with him, <laughs> kind of running around in circles. So that's the, that's the do-si-do achievement. Do-si-do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for me. Nice. My last one's called uh, Showboating, and this is spinning around three times while your player is pointing his finger post dunk. You guys ever get that when the guy just jams in the space and he points his finger? You, you, yeah. And then, so that uh, every time I do that, for some reason, I, I decide I have to spin around three times in place just to kind of make sure the crowd sees me. There you go. I, you know, I, and I'm going to get some footage and post it up on our group page um, because it's just pretty hilarious because, like, I my game is just stuck, but uh, I'm able to move around the screen, and the players are all off of the screen right now, and I can kind of, I think, bump into them. It's just kind of funny. I'll, I'll post a video of it. It's great. <laughs> I think that'll be worth it. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, let's ask the big question: Is NBA? Who is your team? <laughs> Who is your team? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite scary movie? Um, <laughs> it's this game of gym. Is this game of Genesis Jim? Is it good or is it garbage? 
So, uh, Critical Reception, this game was very well received at the time. It actually uh, ranked an 86 out of 100 on the uh, Moby rank, which is uh, mm. an average of all the critics. Uh, one of the notable reviews I wrote down was from GamePro, uh, one of my favorite publications at the time. Uh, it says, uh, they said, EA Sports has created a new, sharp-looking, fast-playing, authentic hoops cart that is a must for basketball fans. I thought it was pretty cool. They they said fast-playing, uh, which we all, you know, went on. So. Mm -hmm. Um, had a good bit of listener feedback. I'm going to try to get through this pretty quick, not to hold us up. Um, Douglas DeLucky Jr. said, had a lot of fun with this, uh, with some good friends. Just for nostalgia, I give it a gym. Colton Ray said, this is my personal favorite basketball game. Um, Sal, which I'm never going to pronounce that last name right. I, th I think you did it pretty well last time, Aaron, didn't you? Sal... Giafrida. Giafrida, I like it. Giafrida. Uh, Giafrida yeah. says definite gym. Love the isometrics perspective. I remember getting it at Funko Land. Love the on-screen stats that displayed during a game. Also, Rodman's hair constantly changed during a season. That was awesome. Um, Eric Gerbeck says EA's Madden and NHL games always overshadowed their basketball line, but this game is a definite gym. The overhauled engine and switch to the isometric view made this their first great basketball game. It's one that isn't often brought up when talking about classic sports titles, but for me, this was always up there with Madden 94 and NHL 94 as one of the greats. Um, Daniel Dolan says, I don't even know what a basketball does. I do know that Bill, <laughs> that Bill Murray really wanted to play. <laughs> That's good. What was that in, uh, in Space Jam? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gail Wilson uh, says, this is my second favorite NBA game behind NBA Jam. Uh, Jim Jones says, it's good, but Jam is better. Trevor Franklin says, I'll take it over pretty much any modern basketball game, which says as much about me becoming a grumpy old man as it does about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, Trevor. I'm on the same, uh, same page there. Uh, Matt Daly says, I don't know if it's a gym or not, but it's definitely affordable. And he actually posted a picture uh, of the game for just a couple bucks. <laughs> um Joe Copel says, as far as the EA's basketball games go, this can't be beat, but not a gym. I'd play NBA Jam or Arch Rivals over this any day. Um, Freddy Velasquez says, I always screw that up, Aaron. You even corrected me one time. No, you were close. I was close. Freddy Velasquez. I was like, Freddy Velasquez. Sorry, Freddy. Freddy Velasquez. <laughs> when it came out, it was good. I used to play it with my friends all the time, but for me, for me now, it's garbage. Um, what? Yeah. Anthony, mm, okay. Anthony Pig says, not much of a sports game fan, so I'll, I'll go garbage. Man. Um, Michael Kelso says, which I corrected him on this because I had to put him in his place. He says, no, <laughs> he says, no Jordan, no Jim. Player 23 doesn't count. And I came back and said, well, that was the year that Jordan wasn't playing, so, you know. <laughs> and then Kelso says, then garbage. Fletcher <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Gazella says, are you kidding me? NBA GMTE. I guess that means they don't like it. Um, John Moran says, I, But it's, that's kind of apples and oranges, but I'm not going to argue with our listeners. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> John Moran says, I love it. Brian Kaiser says, I'd say good. I liked NBA Jam better, but I remember a friend getting NBA Live 95, and we played it a lot for quite a while. And uh, James Gruesome says, though I haven't played it since 95, it was a gym then. I'd play through a season with fouls and out-of-bounds turned off. Plus, you could change Robin's hair color. So, man, I was, I was kind of shocked we had that much uh, that much feedback on the sports game. So that, that actually surprised me. So, um you know, hearing all that and, and us talking about it, and I think everyone already knows. You know, I picked this game. All my memories aside, it's a <laughs> it's it's a gym. I, I have some of my favorite sports games in the world. Um, 
came from this era, like I mentioned, 16-bit era and a few of the 8-bit era. And this is a this is definitely my favorite basketball game of all time. So I'm gonna say it's a gem. I'm not gonna bore you guys anymore. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Landon, what do you think, man? Uh, I'm gonna say gem. Uh, reason being, when I think of uh, older like basketball simulation games, this was the one that that got it right. You know, like we've already touched on, the speed was good, play control, the fact that you could kind of distinguish the players you know, from each other, you know, they weren't all the same guy. They all had kind of like their own little individual personalities. Um, just the, the, the music, I mean, everything, it, it, it's a gem. It's what I think of when I think of, you know, older basketball simulations. And, uh, I, I'm definitely going to say it's a gem also. When I think back, uh, fondly on basketball games as a kid, uh, well, of course, NBA Jam and then NBA Live 95. Uh, there was just something magical uh, about those years. I think they were just great basketball seasons anyways. Um, just some really classic stuff. Um, it, it's the same thing over again, guys. It's it's the, the play control. It's uh, all the different things you can do in the game. Um, just the control you have over everything. And the perspective just... Uh, you know, puts the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Um, it's it's a great game. Uh, it, it was a great franchise. I don't know if uh, EA will ever reach that level again or bring in as many people who weren't necessarily sports fans to enjoy a game like this um, because I was not always a sports fan. Um, and it, it was nice that a game like uh, NBA Live 95 came along and, and just kind of made it easier to to play for, for people who weren't seriously following the game. So it's a gem. Gem. All right. Well, gem, I don't think there's a question. I think we're going to put the gavel down here and say this game is a gem. Oh, man. We've been covering a lot of gems lately, you know? Know, we gotta get some steaming piles of garbage out there. Well, our next game was a listener pick. That might not change. We'll see. Um, we had, we had a poll, and I think the three games on the poll. Um, Andy Layton actually suggested WWF Raw. We decided to go with Royal Rumble just to kind of go in order. Yeah, because it came Ooh. first. Um, yeah. Then we had oh, what was the Slime World thing? I've actually never played that game. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Slime World was uh, number two. Yeah. Uh, and and I've talked a little bit about it on Retro Obscure. It's actually a pretty neat game. And then, and I honestly can't remember what the third game was, but it didn't win. <laughs> but the uh, the next game we're going to cover is uh, WWF Royal Rumble, and uh, hopefully Landon will come back and do some Hulk Hogan voices. Uh, hey, you, you got it. <laughs> can, can you cut? You a, got it. I, it. I was going to ask. Can, can you cut an on the spot promo for that? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Genesis Gems. I'm going to be here the next time we cover the Royal Rumble, dude. <laughs> Me and the 24-inch pythons, brother. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll go over all of our info here. If you'd like to catch up with us, uh, check out our website at genesisgymspodcast.com. Uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgymspodcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash genesisgyms. Uh, send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengyms. We are on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on Google Play, which is new, and we are also part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. All right, guys. Well, had a lot of fun tonight. We almost hit the two-hour mark, which is kind of cool. For a sports game, no less. For a sports game, yeah. I think we talked more in the beginning than we did uh, about the actual game. We did. We did. There was a lot of ass air in there. That's all right. A well, lot of ass air. Well, you know, they really missed out last time. Aaron just wasn't on his game the last episode, so we had to make up for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Landon, great to have you again. You're welcome. Yeah, back. thanks for having me, guys. Welcome back anytime. We'll we'll send the messages out like we always do. So uh, and, sweet. We'll leave the light on for you. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm I'm still filling out Aaron. I'm not sure if he's gonna stick or not. He's. <laughs> yeah. You know, after however many episodes, it's still jury's still out on that one. <laughs> uh, these, these you guys are top-notch guys. Uh, we had a lot of fun down there at that uh, convention. It's, uh, yeah. It was, uh, something we hope to do again anyways hope everyone has a great time great day and uh we'll catch you all later take care bye guys